Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. And if you ask him to stop, he'll start shit. I'm talking sports to politics to back and forth. They plead the fifth, and now I'm coming back for more. Ring, ring, really big ring. Basquiat with the crowny thing. With the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the coach kings. Uh, Edgar, this is this feels weird for me, man, because last time we did this, mm-hmm. you were in New York, mm-hmm. and I was in the studio, mm-hmm. and now this time, mm-hmm. like the roles are reversed, and and it feels lonely. It feels lonely. I to told you, and like you this. mocked me. You were just like, "What do you mean you're lonely?" And I told you, it's very lo- like I think there's like a romantic like there's like a romanticized idea of what it means to go home, but if yeah. you think about it, you don't function the way you used to function anymore. Like, you don't have those spots that you hang out at. You don't have those same right. friends. They're all gone. All my friends are gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have, I still have a lot of friends. I still have a few friends. But they got their own lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, right now I'm recording in my friend's living room while she's working mm-hmm. in her, like, room. Yeah. And I've completely taken over her living room, but I feel... I feel like I'm a bother. You yeah, are. I feel like I'm a bother. Jaquise, I can, I can confirm for you that you are. You just told me you took over her entire living room. Jaquise, hug yeah. yourself. Hug yourself. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's too, It's 15 degrees outside right now. That's disgusting. Awful. That's awful. <clears throat> it's awful. It's awful, man. But look, I'm here, y'all. I, I love you guys so much that I decided that I could not stay away. So I am recording Live from over two thousand miles away. Is it over two thousand? Uh, it's pretty close. I feel like okay. it's pretty close to two thousand. It's got to yeah. be more than two thousand. Yeah. Uh, probably it probably is a little bit more than two thousand, but I know two is somewhere in that number. It's somewhere in that number. It's somewhere in that number, man. How it's are gotta you? Got to be How's less than a thousand. Less than a thousand? Yeah. Why not? All right. Let's find out. Let's find out how far Chicago is from Los Angeles. It's two thousand. What? It's two thousand. All right. Bet. But it's less than a thousand. It's two thousand, but less than a thousand. Am I missing something right now? No, not at all. I'm telling you. What do you want? Do you want me to answer it, or do you want me to not answer it? I want you to answer it. It's two thousand. Okay. But it's less than a thousand. Cool. I got you. I I got you. (laughs) I got you now. Uh, how's LA doing, man? You know, it's a. It's kind of cold here too. It's it's LA's version of cold. There's no sixty. But there's no sun. Yeah, the very, sun is gone. It's very completely like gone. Seattle. Yeah, it's very, it's Bro. very uh, PNW, mm-hmm. which I said before, and someone didn't know what I was talking about. Someone's like PNW. What the hell is that? And I was like, Oh, you're definitely not from around here. Mm, I don't know what that is. What is that? Pacific Northwest. Now, here's my question: Was the person who said it the first time also on the phone right now? Yeah, it was Jaquise. Actually, <laughs> I distinctly remember saying it, and it was Jaquise who was like, "What is that?" <laughs> Did you say the PFW? <laughs> P N W. Oh, the Pacific Northwest. That is correct. Oh, I could. I thought you said the PFW. I was like, I, I did say that. That is. Why cool. are you messing with the uh, man? I, I think <laughs> it's very fun to take uh, advantage of the technological hindrances that we have right now. It does. It is. It is. Uh, I I don't know about you, Edgar, but I listen. We we had a we had a pretty dope ass time in Chicago, but I've been feeling like creatively void. Mm. Uh. You know, I, I, I want to, everybody, we keep saying, like, yo, we apologize, we're changing the format and all this shit. Yeah. Uh, which I think we can stop saying, because it's our show. <laughs> so, like, if you do MP Edgar and people don't like it, fuck them. Mm-hmm. If we do our travel shit and people don't like it, fuck them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing our shit. Not fuck them, like, we want people to care about our show and like our show, but it's still our show. We got to yeah. do what we like to do, too. Absolutely. So I'm feeling creatively void, man. I I um I I want to I want I want people to know that we have talents outside of just talking. Yes. What are and your talents outside of talking? My talents outside of talking, you know, look, man. I I make a I make a mean like cheesy hash brown casserole. That is true. Uh it's delicious. It's very. Uh You're also a good I baker. Like, yeah, rice your rice crispy treats. I have a good baker. I do. I do like to bake. I like to bake. Yeah. Uh, I think you know. I hold. I hold. I can hold somewhat of a tune, just a little bit. I'm really but good mostly, at finding what I don't like the most. That's uh, accurate. 
So let's have a toast for the douchebags. Thank you, Jaquise. Uh You are you are the Kanye West, but before 2016. Not talented enough. <laughs> also true. <laughs> I also like to act a little bit. I like you do. to act a little you bit. Do what what, what do you like to do? What do you? What's your thing, man? What's I like your writing. Uh, I would King, I would say Edgar. that I am an amateur musician. Very fair. I, I'm not amateur. I'd, I'd say I'm a rookie. A freshman rookie musician. I like. Wait a minute. I like for doing, real? Yeah, I like doing little music stuff on the side. I play piano when I'm alone. Great. Really? Great heckler. Mm-hmm. You're a great heckler. I am a good heckler. You um, are a good heckler. Um. Yeah. I mean, I do a little improv. I don't think I. I wouldn't say I'm an actor. I don't. I don't think I. When I see someone like yourself, or even Anna or something like that, act. I'm like, oh, those are actors. But um, I well, do enjoy writing. However, I enjoy writing a lot. Okay. Okay, okay. I think we should put these two things together. Mm. And listen, man, there I like General Hospital. Okay. And you keep and people keep fucking with me because I like General Hospital. I like mm-hmm. myself. A, I like myself a soap opera. Okay. I think it's time for Culture Kings to present a soap opera to the world. Okay. Okay. Now, like, mm. uh, now here's my idea, Jaquise. Okay. Where are places that we've seen a soap opera take place? Okay, all right, so I got General Hospital. Yeah, that's right. Takes place in a hospital. General Hospital General Hospital is also set in a town called Port Charles, which had their own hospital. That's right. Uh, which had their own soap opera called Port Charles, yes. which was about vampires. Yes. Uh, there's like shows like Days of Our Lives, which is just set in like New York or some shit. That's right. Uh, what else? What else? We we got we got like Guiding Light, which I don't know where that's set at, but it sounds like some inspirational shit. Yeah, I just feel like there's so many like and, and like you know if I'm gonna do a soap opera, I want to do it somewhere it's never been done before. I want to do it somewhere that feels right to me. Like mm. I somebody somewhere I, that I know, I know mm. well, and there's I there's only one place that I know more mm. than the entertainment industry. What what that what is that place? That place is church, man. You know what's interesting? That is a place that I also know a lot about. Uh, a lot of people don't know yeah. this, but. My parents wanted me to be a pastor. A lot of people don't know this, but yesterday me and my grandmother had a very long conversation where she still wants me to be a pastor. Well, Jaquise, I'll tell you why a lot of people don't know about it. You just had the conversation yesterday. Well, I mean, that's very true. If anybody was not listening to the conversation I had with Grandma Tart, uh, then I feel bad for you because it was it was a good conversation. Well, we had a good are you going to do it? Are you going to be a pastor? I... I don't know if I can be a pastor, but I would love to see if it fits. I would like to see if the glove fits. Mm. Well, what if I said that last night and parts of this morning, mm-hmm. I, for some reason, went ahead and wrote a 37-page document that is a soap okay. opera that takes place what? in a church? What? What if I said mm-hmm. that I would love to be in that soap opera. But if I said you are in it, along with a cast of some of our favorite performers, Bezad Dabu, I... Priscilla Davies, Janitra Tull, Ooh. and Amana Doomer. Ooh. Well then, ladies and gentlemen, I think without further ado, it is time to present to you a Culture Kings original, written by Mr. Edgar Montplazier himself, Ladies and gentlemen, let us go to the town. Actually, we don't know what town is in. No, but let it's, us go it's to not, the place. It's not defined. It's not a defined town. <laughs> it's not a defined town. But let us go to the place and the lives of the people who inhabit the sacred hill church. Exterior Sacred Hill Church establishing shot. We see a beautiful large church in a bustling city. As always, the parking lot is full. The marquee reads, all are welcome, John 3.16. Interior Sacred Hill Church continuous. This church is pimped out. The freshest pews, the most stained glass of windows, the organ's biggest fuck. Everyone is dressed to impress. The men got on their finest suits, the women have the most beautiful dresses, and every grandma got a hat bigger than the next. Pastor Corey Memphis, the bloated leader of Sacred Hill, stands at the pulpit. So for today's announcements, if we could make sure to park inside the white lines, 
that makes it easier for more people to park. And the more people that can park, the more people can come to God. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. Well, the congregation gives an amen. Well, except for Sister Agatha Nashville, the queen matriarch of the church. As the pastor continues his remarks, Sister Agatha turns to her good friend, Sister Maureen Chattanooga. Shh. He only want more parking spots so he can park his Bentley away from everybody else. Girl, don't start. Tell me why he called the other day and asked if I could donate to help the children's go on that little field trip. <clears throat> Where all that offering going? I gotta donate more. To that fake Gucci suit he wear? Shh! I'm trying to hear the announcements. Deacon Knoxville, I done told you. You shush me again, you gonna find my foot so deep in your behind, you gonna think it's a second colon. She always talking down to me like that. I can't do nothing. And to wrap things up, I will be retiring as pastor soon. I believe I've done all I can do for God. I was here when we built this church. I was here when we were rebuilt because of the fire. I was also here when we rebuilt because of the second fire. That the first fire started. <laughs> You've been with us through it all, Pastor Memphis. Thank you, Deacon Knoxville. Like for every single thing. Thank you. <laughs> you were there when we built the church. Yes, I covered this. You were there when we had the first fire. For real, I really just said that. <laughs> you was even there for the second fire that the first fire started. So thank you. Thank you, Deacon Knoxville. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like it would only be right for me to see you through this transition. That is why I am pleased to announce that after hour of prayer, I have found your new pastor. What who could it be? What? Who could it be? I know this man will do the congregation justice. I know he will be a beacon of light for the Lord. He's done excellent work in San Francisco with the church he started up there. Love, love, love. So please welcome Pastor Michael Pigeon Forge. The congregation turns to see Pastor Michael Pigeon Forge. Pastor Michael Pigeon Forge is young and sexy. Think Timothy Chalamet, but for some reason in Idris Elba's body. The women are stirred by him. The men are jealous. By screenwriting standards, this man is going to fuck some shit up. Thank you for having me. You know, in San Fran... Uh, excuse me, Pastor. Uh, but isn't this something that should be decided by the board? That's right. All church things are a group decision. Like when we told Sister Lady that she couldn't have our baby out of wedlock. We did that as a group. Mm -hmm. I understand your concern. I was going to do it as a group, but when I was putting together a list of names, I felt God tugging me to pick Pastor Michael Pigeon Forge. Uh, did God tug you towards that fancy new car, too? Da damn. <laughs> sister, Agatha, sister Agatha, sister, sister, we can discuss this after service. You know my doors are always open. Just like my wallets have been. Emphasis on the past tense. Let's go, Maureen. You done made her mad. Sister Agatha <laughs> and Sister Maureen both storm out of the congregation. Pastor Corey Memphis sighs. This is gonna be hard and definitely fill up at least 30 pages of conflict. And hopefully... Resolution. Interior, Pastor Corey Memphis's office. Later that day, Pastor Michael Pigeonforge looks around the office. It's very well furnished. A polished desk, a lavish shelf decorated with awards, a Beats pill. Mm. Pastor Michael Pigeonforge picks up a photo frame. It's a picture of Pastor Corey Memphis and Barack Obama together. Pastor Corey Memphis enters the room. He smiles. The president stopped by here on the campaign trail. I bet he gave a hell of a speech. Speech? I didn't let that nigga speak. Sunday is Corey Memphis time. That pulpit mine. Sorry, sorry. This has all been very stressful. I understand. Transitions are hard. I know them all the time back in San Francisco. Oh, really? A lot of turnover at your old church? 
Sure, I was mostly talking about the Golden State Warriors. They play a lot of transition basketball, a lot of turnovers there too. Mostly from errant passes from Steph Curry. Ooh, like that behind the back pass in Game 7. Bingo! Crazy how one choice can change so much. I know it! Ha! That's why I chose you to lead our church. Pastor Michael Pigeonford shakes his head. I don't know about this one. Maybe Sister Agatha was right to protest. Being a pastor in San Francisco is pretty easy. You basically just shit on the other churches for being too conservative and everyone is super into it. I didn't ask you to be a pastor of this church because you were a good pastor. I asked you because you are a good doctor. How do you know about that? Pastor Corey Memphis takes a file out from his desk and throws it down. You were a surgeon at San Francisco Hospital for 12 years. That was until you lost a little boy. I told him to stay right there. That I'd be back. (laughs) Then when I returned, he was gone. That's a pretty big mistake. (laughs) But what if you had the chance to redeem yourself? No reputable hospital would ever reinstate me. That's why I joined the one institution that doesn't really do background checks. <laughs> a hospital isn't asking you. I'm asking you. Pastor Corey Memphis sits down. I'm dying. <gasps> People don't know this, but the crackers you eat for communion, they aren't good for you. So a steady diet of that... And barbecue ribs has completely (laughs) obliterated my health. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. Don't be sorry. Just perform the surgery on me. The quadruple bypass surgery. (laughs) The quadruple? The holy grail of surgeries? I don't know if I can. Well, think about it, please. Pastor Michael Bridgen Forge heads to the door. Wait. Pastor Michael Pigeonforge turns around. Is there something else? You still holding my framed picture of Obama and me. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Whoever wrote this must have forgot to write that I put it down. <laughs> Pastor Michael Pigeonforge puts down the photo frame. Interior, the Nashville home, night. Sister Agatha's home is decked the fuck out. Like, she is rich as hell. She has a TV in every room. She got a closet that is full of stuff from Costco she hasn't used yet. She also has a butler. But no one thinks of slavery when they see the butler, because he's British. Sister Agatha is having her foot rubbed by Sister Maureen. Hmm. That Corey Memphis thinks he's somebody, don't he? He thinks he can tell me who will be my pastor. Mm, what a shame. He needs to be stopped. Like yesterday. Like two weeks ago. Like a year ago. Like when people were really into Reuben Stutter. That's crazy. How do we let that happen? I mean, it was him or Clay Aiken. Shit, you right, girl. Keep rubbing them feet. Yes, Sister Agatha. I need a plan to turn the church against him. What's the one thing that will turn the congregation against him? If everybody found out he was using church funds to serve himself. No, I don't think that would work. If everybody found out he was the father of Sister Lady's baby. Mm, That's not strong enough. If he wore a mismatched suit. Yes! That's it! We will get Pastor Corey Memphis to wear a mismatched suit! That way he will lose respect from the church and then lose authority! Ow! Sorry! I think my nail dug in a little too bit. Why you got them long ass nails anyway? <laughs> Cut them things! Yes, Sister Agatha. Get out of here. We'll steal some clothes from the pastor's home tomorrow. Sounds good. Bye. Sorry about the foot. Sister Maureen rushes out. Jesse! Sister Agatha's British butler comes in. Yes, Sister Agatha. Give me a bandage and a glass of Hennessy. Right away, ma'am. Interior Sister Maureen's car later. Sister Maureen gets to her tiny economy car. Deacon Oxville comes up gasping. Damn, girl. That took you forever. I didn't know if I could hold my breath much longer. Why were you holding your breath? You were hiding in the car already. Plus, I was there for 45 minutes. I know. Shoot. Mama always said nothing good would come from me practicing drowning. Sister Maureen smiles at Deacon Knoxville. Come here, you old fool. Sister Maureen and Deacon Knoxville grab each other and start passionately making out. Exterior outside of their car continuous. Jesse watches this unfold. 
Interior, Pastor Corey, Memphis's office, day. Pastor Corey Memphis is watching Golden State Warriors basketball while eating barbecue ribs in between those communion crackers. Those passes are errant. He, he hears a knock on the door and quickly puts away his meal. Ooh, 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 ooh. Come in. Sister Agatha enters. I didn't think you'd come to have a civilized conversation. I wanted to apologize for my behavior on Sunday. It was, as the children say, ain't it? So, I'm sorry. Hmm, that's surprising. Me owning up to what I did wrong? No. Someone saying I wanted to apologize and then apologizing. (laughs) (laughs) Usually, the person just assumes saying I wanted to apologize is the apology. Well, it's not. Agreed. Is there any way we can still talk about this boy coming into pastor, our church? Sister Agatha, he's already moved to this undefined location from San Francisco. I don't care if he moved here from Hong Kong. We have a way of doing things, Corey. It's Pastor Corey. Sister Agatha steps real close to Pastor Corey Memphis. I thought you liked it when I only called you Corey. (laughs) I like a lot of things you do. I bet you do. But not as much as you like those damn barbecue ribs. Sister Agatha swipes her finger across Pastor Corey Memphis' face and licks the barbecue off it. Ooh, how about I eat you off the bone? (laughs) Pastor Corey Memphis moves in to kiss Sister Agatha, but she stops him. Wait, wait, no, I can't. Not again. Too much bad happened last time. All that happened was I got you pregnant. Yes. Then I had to have that embryo taken from me and put into Sister Lady. So that no one knew, and she could take all the blame. You could do it again. No! No, Corey! The procedure is incredibly expensive and and makes very clear that the writer has no idea how pregnancies work. (laughs) So you just want to toss me around, huh? No! I want a board meeting to discuss this new pastor. Then you can have me. Fine! A bold meeting tonight. And you'll be appropriately dressed? Agatha, I've read the pastor's code forwards and back. Code 779. A pastor must always be in official church attire at any church function and matching suit. Oh, yeah? What's code 1234? No church service should be shorter than four hours. Lest ye be judged. Sister Agatha smiles. Smart man. So I'll see you tonight? Sister Agatha leaves the room. Interior hallway outside of Pastor Corey Memphis' office continuous. As Agatha steps out, she sees a character we've never met before holding a giant spy radar and wearing headphones. Well, this probably wasn't a good time to try out that new spy gear, huh? (laughs) Sister Agatha pounces on the character we've never met before. She slowly chokes him out and then drags him into a confessional booth. She stows the body away there. Look. I know that this is clearly a Protestant church, so there wouldn't be a confessional booth there, but hear me out, okay? I needed somewhere to put the body that was juicy. And the soap opera passions, they are vampires, not even like goth people, full-on vampires. In Children's Hospital, there's a plot line where the guy loses his wife, and she comes back as a plus-size person, and that forces him to learn to love without bias. So for real, give me a fucking break that I'm mixing religion shit here. Interior, Pastor Corey Memphis' home, evening. Sister Maureen sneaks sneaks into a window. She sees Pastor Corey Memphis' immaculate kitchen. Damn, my boy is stacked. (laughs) Her stomach growls loudly. Man, I am very hungry. She opens the fridge and sees a ton of leftovers. Ah, so this is where the church leftovers go. I'm sure I could microwave some. Sister Maureen takes a large serving of food and throws it on a plate. She starts eating it, but then spits it out. Ow! This is cold! I should microwave it. Sister Maureen puts it in the microwave. She's about to start, but then stops. Wait! Sister Maureen, you can't put food in the microwave uncovered. Everybody know that's how you get cancer. (laughs) Sister Maureen goes over to the drawer and grabs a box of aluminum foil. (laughs) This aluminum foil ought to do the trick. 
Sister Maureen wraps the plate in aluminum foil and then sets it to, for 25 minutes. It should take me 25 minutes to destroy the suit so that my food will be ready by the time I'm done. She heads upstairs. Interior Pastor Corey Memphis' closet a little later. Sister Maureen is cutting up suits while humming gospel to herself. She's only left one suit untouched. It's a brown jacket with bright green pants. Truly hideous. No trunch congregation would respect the pastor who wore this. As Sister Maureen wraps up her cutting, we hear smoke detectors going off and a small amount of smoke fills up the room. I guess my food is ready. Interior Pastor Corey Memphis' home continues. Sister Maureen returns to the kitchen. It's completely ablaze. Oh no! My food is more than ready! It's on Sister Maureen looks and sees that the kitchen fire has also spread outside. Oh no! And this first fire has gone ahead and started a second fire! I better get out of here! <laughs> Sister Maureen climbs out of the window she came into. Interior church boardroom evening. Members of the church board are all gathered in this room. Everyone looks around and notices that Pastor Corey Memphis is not present. Sister Agatha stands up. It looks like the pastor isn't here yet. But we have to start. You all know what happens in church if you stay in it past midnight. All the religious relics come to life in a Toy Story-like fashion. So I'd prefer not to extend this meeting. Sister Maureen sneaks into the meeting. She gives Sister Agatha a thumbs up. The deed is done. Just as Sister Agatha is about to start, Pastor Michael Pigeon Forge steps into the room. Hey, sorry I'm late. Pastor Michael Pigeon Forge. What a surprise. Is it? I wrote on the Facebook while I'd be here. We have a Facebook? Yeah, I actually worked really hard to update it every week. I tried to make memes out of every sermon Pastor Corey does. Deacon Knoxville takes out his phone. So this is the one of the distracted boyfriend? He's looking at the New Testament, and the Old Testament is all mad. <laughs> then Deacon Knoxville sighs. It gets hard, though. Most of the responses are people offering unwanted opinions and pitches of other jokes... It gets discouraging. How about you just like what I put out? Okay, then. <laughs> Moving on. I hope my presence won't be a distraction. Oh, it, it won't. Uh, let's begin. So, in terms of getting a new... I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm sure you are. Usually at my church, we start every episode off with a prayer. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Sure. Pastor Michael, how about you lead us out? It'd be my pleasure. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for waking up this morning. Thank you for the food that we eat throughout the day. Lord knows I be eaten. Thank you for the songs that the birds sing and the fact that you gave Stevie Wonder a sense of sound twice as strong as a sight would ever be. Mercy. Now, Lord, we are here for a meeting today. A meeting that will decide this. Now, I don't want to say anything too controversial. Go ahead, Pastor. I don't want to rile up any feathers. Rile them up. But I think it might be foolish to think that we as humans could decide any sort of future. Deciding the future is a God task. Tell, tell, them. tell, them. tell them. So today, I am not only asking for your blessing, I am asking for your forgiveness. As we take on this task that alone be yours and yours alone. Michael Jehovah Jordan. <laughs> I know we all have wants. I know we all have desires. I know we have our best laid plans. Foreshadowing. But we want to make sure that your will and your will alone happens in this meeting. Not my will, not Pastor Corey's will, not even Sister Agatha's will, but your will and your will alone. And in Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that rousing sermon, Pastor. It shows me that you're an excellent pastor. Thank you. But let's see if you'll be a pastor of this church. We all know how this goes. Each board member will give their opinion and then their vote. We are here to either ratify or nullify Pastor Michael Pigeon Ford's appointment as new head pastor. Let's start with Elder Harriman. <clears throat> I I'll be straight up with everyone. I'm not an essential character. How do I know? I haven't been introduced into the script until the bottom of page 18. So rather than spend this time moving the plot forward, I'd like to take this time to talk about something that's important to me. The misuse of weird flex, but okay. 
<laughs> Reminiscent of humble brag, weird flex but okay is not only overly used, but it's often applied to the wrong places. A term like that loses its value, its relevancy, and its potency when misused. Now, I love internet talk. I'm here for it. Bay, it me, that ain't it, chief. All that gets a brother going. But when we misuse these terms, we undo the great work we have done creating this lingo. And that is just for us. And I'd be goddamn if I built a city of gold just to tear it down. Thank you. And your vote? Oh, yes. Sorry. I would vote to ratify the appointment of Pastor Michael Pigeon Ford. (gasps) Thank you. Sister Maureen? This isn't a vote because I dislike Pastor Michael Pigeon Forge. In fact, his prayer ignited a fire. I mean burning. I mean destructive element that tears things down inside of me. This is a vote because I am all for tradition. I vote to nullify the pastor's appointment. Oh, my God. Deacon Knoxville. I trust Pastor Corey Memphis with my life. So that means I trust any decision that he makes. I vote to ratify Pastor Michael Pigeon Forge's appointment. Well, it should be no surprise how I vote. I vote to nullify the decision. So it appears we are deadlocked, which means we have to move this meeting for six months. Now, hold on. We all know that in church law, if the board is deadlocked, it means that the pastor is the tiebreaker. Exactly. We modeled our church board exactly like the Senate. So that means the pastor acts as the vice president. And in case you don't get it, that means God is the president. We get it. Well, I don't see Pastor Corey Memphis here, so we are deadlocked. Technically, Pastor Michael Pigeon Forge is the pastor of our church. So he should be able to vote. No, he shouldn't. It would be ludicrous to have the very person we're voting on vote. Come on now. If I may add something. No, you may not. You cannot speak at all. He doesn't have to speak. Everyone gasps and turns to see Pastor Corey Memphis. He's in a beautiful matching suit. Pastor Corey, uh, I I wasn't expecting you. Or that suit. Damn, that boy's stacked. (laughs) Somehow my house burned down in two separate but also linked fires. <gasps> Thankfully, I had the time to stop by the men's warehouse and get a new suit. Men's warehouse will be having suits off anywhere from 40 to 60% to the new year. If you're looking for a suit so you can end your new year fresh, head on down to the men's warehouse. Their suits are both fashionable and affordable. Now, I assume that the vote was deadlocked. Am I correct in that assumption? Damn Skippy Pastor. Good. Then with my tie-breaking vote, I vote... Two. Pastor Corey Memphis starts to hyperventilate. Oh my and, God. And then passes out. Someone call 911 quick! Uh, can we talk about how expensive it is to call 911? An ambulance ride is like two grand. Easy. We should take him to the hospital ourselves. No one has time for this. Go! Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Interior hospital room day. Pastor Corey comes to. He sees Sister Agatha and Pastor Michael Pigeon Forge at his side. A doctor stands over him. Well, it seems like Pastor Corey Jones has a lot of arteries come into his heart. Into his heart. Arteries have come into his heart. Arteries have come into his heart today. Arteries have come into his heart to stay. Is there anything we can do? Well, there is one procedure. It's called the quadruple bypass heart surgery. But this hospital has deemed it too risky to operate here. I'd be threatening my license. Please, doctor. I'll do anything. No, I, I get that. Like, I, I totally hear that, but I like my doctor's license. I spent a good chunk of my life getting it, so I'm sorry. The doctor exits. Listen, Corey. I will do everything I can to keep you alive. Sister Agatha kisses Pastor Corey Memphis. <laughs> she realizes that Pastor Michael Pigeon Forge is still in the room. I, I, excuse me. I, I must go. She quickly exits. Wow, I would have never guessed. What? Two people with very clear differences can't be in love? I've seen much more forced relationships than that one. 
Bet you've canceled a few strained relationships at your old church. Oh, yeah, totally. But what I really meant was that I was a huge fan of the Los Angeles Clippers, and now that was a very strained relationship. Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, and Blake Griffin, now those are just three very different personalities. The problem was everyone saw the success LeBron had in Miami and tried to replicate it with their own big three, but Dwayne Wade was willing to sacrifice and change how he played for the betterment of the team. Not sure you could say that for anyone on the Clippers roster. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Pastor Corey Memphis sits up in his hospital bed. (laughs) Have you thought about the surgery? I have. I'm still not sure I can do it. You heard that, doctor. It's incredibly risky. Listen, I know Sister Agatha well. Very well. She was definitely behind the fire in my house. It makes sense. Sister Maureen showed up to the meeting smelling like smoke. Like, badly. (laughs) She'll realize that she can't attempt to attack my credibility again without exposing herself. So she'll go for the next obvious target. Kawhi Leonard in a trade sign in the 2019 summer, thus finally making the Clippers LA's team. What? No, you! She'll find a way to make you bad, and then no one in the church will support you as the leader. How can you be so sure? Interior hospital waiting room continues. Sister Agatha sits down next to Sister Maureen. How is the pastor? It's looking rough. His heart has fallen apart. That fool was never careful with his heart. You seem to care a lot. No, I don't. Shut up. Okay, shit. My fault. <laughs> Won't open that door again. Good. Now, what happened at the pastor's home? Well, so I microwaved some food, but what had happened was <clears throat> I had wrapped the food in aluminum foil. Who knew that shit would cause a fire? Everyone. <laughs> Every single person. Well, I was today years old when I realized it. <laughs> Damn, we're going to need a new plan. A big one. Maybe we can challenge the pastor to dance battle, and whoever wins has control of the church. See? If this was on stage, that would be a great idea. Yup. Because it would be the perfect height in, like, how everything has been building up. Boom. Dance battle. It's cathartic. Right? Get the audience to feel something. But since this is being heard, it'd have to be something smaller, like killing somebody. Boom. Got it. Let's poison Deacon Knoxville. Yes. Wait, what? I mean, does it have to be him? Why not him? I mean, there are so many other people at the church. Like, you know, uh, Deacon Knoxville is a great guy. Hmm. You seem to care a lot. What? No, I don't. Shut your ass up. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's poison Deacon Knoxville. I gotta go. You don't want to ride with Jesse? Nah, I'm good. That was strange. Jesse, take me home. Yes, but first, I have something important to tell you. I'm listening. Traffic is bad. Thank you. <laughs> Sister Agatha spots Pastor Michael Pigeon Forge down the hall. One second, Jesse. I gotta do something. Uh, Pastor Michael? Pastor Michael? Yes, Sister Agatha. L- look, I know we got off on the wrong foot. I think you're a fine guy. Perhaps I painted you poorly in front of the church. It's okay. I appreciate an involved church family. Good. Good. You know, uh, when Pastor Corey started out, people didn't care for him much either. Is that so? We all thought he was kind of a bore. But then, as a sign of good faith, he brought in food during a service and everyone went gaga for him. You know what? In my experience, it doesn't matter what's going on. People loved being surprised by food. (laughs) It's true. It doesn't matter what someone tries to do with your reputation. Anyone will forgive you if you bring them food. Not a bad idea. Thank you, Sister Agatha. You're welcome. See you Sunday. Exterior, Sacred Hill Church, establishing shot. Church is packed as always. The church marquee reads, The Final Showdown, Philippians 4.13. Interior, Sacred Hill Church, Day. Everyone crowds into the church and takes their seats. Everyone is surprised to see Pastor Corey Memphis roll onto the stage in a wheelchair. Pastor Michael Pigeon Forge is behind him and takes the mic. Good morning, faithful. Good morning. morning. 
I said good morning, faithful. Good morning. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Now, I know everyone here is surprised to see me taking the pulpit. Don't worry. Official word on whether I am your pastor or not has been postponed due to a health scare that Pastor Corey had earlier this week. But don't you worry. The devil can try as hard as he can, but as you can see, the pastor is here today. Stronger than ever. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now, look, before I get into announcements, I wanted to say something. Here we go. Did you make sure to poison everything? Yeah. Um, I just have a question. How are we going to make sure that Deacon Knoxville eats the poison before anybody else does? Trust me. This guy is a showman. When I was a kid growing up, my mama taught me an important lesson. You never go to someone else's home empty-handed. Now, thankfully, Sister Agatha has brought to my attention that I have already forgotten my mother's teaching. I came to this church, accepted your hospitality, but not once did I ever think I should bring something. So, I wanted to remedy that. Pastor Michael Pigeon Forge pulls out a bunch of pastry boxes from the pulpit. I hope you guys didn't have too much for breakfast, because I brought everyone some pigs in the blanket. Ooh, yeah. 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 See, I told y'all this guy was good. He's very good. Deacon Knoxville, can you pass these out? My pleasure, Pastor. Deacon Knoxville runs up to the pulpit. Oh, but, 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 but hold up. I got something to say. Sister Agatha smiles wildly. I think it's so messed up that deacons have to serve and then wait to eat what's left over. So church, with your permission, I'd like to make sure that Deacon Knoxville gets the first bite. How we feel about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, yes. All right, go for it, Deacon Knoxville. Deacon Knoxville takes a, a bite out of the pastry and shoves it into his mouth. Immediately, he starts to choke and seize. Uh, the, the church gasps. Elder Harrisman jumps up. Pastor Michael Pigeon Ford poisoned the deacon. He's a bad man. I always told y'all he's a bad man. Pastor Corey Memphis, Pastor Michael Pigeon Forge, Sister Agatha, and Sister Maureen rush over to the dying deacon. Woman, what did you do? Me? I did nothing. The pastor is the one that brought these treats. Woman, thou art loose. Please stop arguing. He's dying. Pastor Corey Memphis looks at Pastor Michael Pigeon Forge. Ah, fine. Okay. Pastor Michael Pigeon Forge takes a pen from his pocket. He quickly empties the pen till it's a tube and then stabs Deacon Knoxville in the neck with it. What are you doing? It's hurting him. It's not. Look. As they look, a ton of white foam flows out of the emptied pen. I'm creating a tunnel that will funnel the poison out of his body. But how would you know that? That's a procedure only a doctor would know. (gasps) It's because I am one. (gasps) I wanted to keep it a secret, but I no longer could and just let Deacon Knoxville die. Deacon Knoxville comes down. He's finally stable. Thank you. Thank you for saving my love. (gasps) Your lover? Damn. That's what I wanted to tell you, not the traffic thing. See, I screwed that one up. My fault. How could you keep this a secret from me? A secret? Our whole relationship is based on secrets. The lies, the backstabbing, the conniving. When were you going to tell me you've been sleeping with Pastor Corey Memphis? (gasps) (gasps) That's none of your business. You made it everyone's business when you had the embryo removed from you and placed into Sister Lady. Oh, please. I didn't say a word. I promise. Please don't stop paying for my Amazon Prime account. If you didn't tell, how did you, if you didn't tell, how did you find out? I told her. (gasps) Pastor Corey Memphis stands up from his wheelchair. Everyone gasps again. (laughs) You weren't getting too powerful, Sister Agatha. I knew I needed an ace in the deck to stop you. So I decided to attack my own credibility in order to destroy yours. I wanted it to come out that we made love multiple times. How could you do this to me? Because all you've done, you're evil. Deacon Knoxville stands up and takes a tube out of his throat. Everyone gasps. Well, she isn't the only person up to no good, Pastor. I'm not only a deacon of this church, I'm also an agent with the IRS. What? What? And, and Pastor, 
You've been using church funds to purchase stuff for yourself so that you could avoid paying taxes on them. That Bentley, your home, every single roll of toilet paper you use, all on the church's credit card to avoid taxes. I know that's not as big as anything else that's being said, but I wanted to be sure it was called out. Well, if we're calling things out, I should call you out, lover. For what? For the church fires. <gasps> when I started the fire that burned down Pastor Corey's house. You did what? We're moving past that, Pastor. <laughs> when I started the fire that burned down Pastor Corey's house, I did start to wonder who did teach me to wrap things in microwave with aluminum foil. It was me. I did. The first time we ever had sex. We took a break to have food. I was going to microwave something for you. But you didn't, because we decided to go right back into a seven-hour sex session. But that day, I realized that you microwave things with aluminum foil, which causes a fire. And then a second fire caused by that fire. Oh, my God. Much like the two fires that destroyed our church. Fine. It was me. I did those fires. Well, all right. If everyone's confessing stuff, I have something to say, too. Who are you again? I'm I'm Elder Harriman. I'm a non-essential character to the story. But maybe now is when I finally oh, get... Oh, wait. Oh, wait. My heart. <laughs> Pastor Corey Memphis falls over. What's, ha- what's happening to him? His heart must finally be given up. He's going into cardiac arrest. Please, Pastor Michael, save him. You care about this man? Do I love control? Yes. Am I written as a one-dimensional villain? Absolutely. But Pastor Cory means so much more to me than any of those things. Please, save him. Do the quadruple bypass surgery. <sighs> Sister Maureen, run to my car and get my duffel bag. He tosses his keys to Sister Maureen. Daddy needs his toys. <laughs> Pastor Michael Pigeonfort kneels besides Pastor Cory with Sister Agatha. Listen, I'm going to need your help. You need to listen to my exact instructions if he has any chance of living. I will. Sister Maureen tosses the duffel bag to Pastor Michael Pigeon, who captures it perfectly. Let's break his body like bread. <laughs> Pastor Michael Pigeonforge opens the bag. He puts on a emer- uh, surgery mask and gloves. Sister Agatha does the same. Scalpel. Scalpel. Scissors. Scissors. Sponge. Sponge. Clamp. Clamp. Drill. Drill. Needle. Needle. Pastor Michael Forge slowly sews his chest cavity back together. He takes a sponge and wipes away the mess. And with that... He died 15 minutes ago. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. I haven't practiced medicine in several years. (laughs) I'm sorry, I haven't done this in so long. There was no way I was going to save him. You know what? That's fair. So, if Pastor Corey Memphis is dead, does that mean you're our new pastor? It doesn't. This whole experience has opened my eyes to something. Being a doctor is so much more fun. Wow, that's crazy because you didn't do a good job. (laughs) Yeah, but give me like three more tries and your boy is back in it. But then who will lead our church? I will. Everyone turns to see a character we've never met before. I thought I killed you. So did I, but nope. You put me into a very, very long nap. So now I've returned to take over this church. What if I don't let you? I will stop you this time. Believe that. I'd love to see you try. And we would see her try. But not until the next episode of Sacred Hill Church. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my goodness. Wow. You killed me, man. What good drama. You know what I'm saying? Good drama. I think I'm going to quit comedy writing and just do straight up drama because I think it's more rewarding. I mean, honestly, look, you know what? That was episode one, mm-hmm. and I already died it. I already died in it. Mm-hmm. But, like, true soap opera, you know, canon, I expect to be back. Well, I'll tell you this, Jaquise. In the, in the episode, there was a character who died and came back. So we have established that, that in the rules of this world, no one's ever I mean, really dead. Everyone's in a band with Pharrell. That's very true. That's very <laughs> that's very true. And, and something else that soap operas do is they do something called soras, which is they mm-hmm. rapidly age or de-age people. That is correct. So, you know, look, I I was pretty old. I you know, I think I think I can have like a clone or somebody out there that's who right. 
was aged down about 15, 20 years. Yes. So that way I got about 15, 20 years left yes. on my time clock. So I mean, I'm not trying to tell you how to write, but I, that's just what I see my, my character vision sure. being. That's, 100%, 100%. That's what I see. Well, you know, Jaquise, you know? I'm, I'm going to wait and see how the audience feels about Sacred Hill Church before I decide to ever write another episode, and I'll guarantee you this. Mm-hmm. If they mm-hmm. don't like it, I'll definitely write another episode. <laughs> well... I mean, that's the only way we do things. <laughs> and if they do like <laughs> and if they do like it, similarly to our Black Love series, it's we gone. will take forever yeah. to do it if we do it at all. <laughs> um but um no, yeah. Uh Jakees, I have some questions about your performance. Yeah. What first of all, let me say this before have first you, of all, let me say this. Yeah, please. I thought it was great. Well, I thought you. you wrote that fucking great. Well, I thought it was you. very funny. Thank you so much. Uh, you had people laughing. People well, that was dope. I don't like but to hear question. that it was very funny because it was again a drama. I tried my very best to write a good drama. It's not what I'm used to writing. Okay. I thought you so, casted okay. it very well. I did. Uh, thank you. I I uh, I knew the people, so I tried to write to their strengths. Uh, Bazon. Yes, Bazon. Nice uh, I also felt like Janitra really leaned into her character. Um, mm-hmm. Amon, mm-hmm. I think, doesn't know what a deacon is. I think that became very clear <laughs> <laughs> that he doesn't know the inner workings of the church but, whatsoever. But he was an IRS deacon, so he, he was, was also pretty heavily. I think he caught IRS. on by page thirty-six. What what was going on? <laughs> um, I gotta say, Priscilla. Wow, Priscilla. Wow, Priscilla what a great funny. sister Agatha. She was very sad, evil and conniving. Uh, I hope mm-hmm. that we could see more shades of her character in future episodes if yeah, that ever so. happens. But I have a but question. You had a question for me. Yes. Yes. What pastor have you ever had that sounds like that? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, for all right. First of all, this pastor is no longer with us, but he was a pastor in Chicago. Apostle, I apologize. Apostle <laughs> Richard D. Hinton. Mm-hmm. That is how he preached, mm-hmm. where he would always elongate them, mm-hmm. them like, and I have something to say to you. Yeah. And he would always wear a cape at the end of his sermon. Uh, he was very James Brown like. I'll he was say James this Brown. about that. Yes, yes. Dan has never sweat harder listening to you talking to a microphone. <laughs> He's just like, what a fucking nightmare is going to be to edit this man just saying the word "I." I'm so sorry, Dan. <laughs> Dan, I love you. I had to be true. And listen, my my friend was my friend was working in a room, and she had to get up and close her door <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I was being too fucking loud. Mm-hmm. But I was into that performance, though. I was into. Oh, it. I think you. I think you nailed. I think you nailed the character, um, Sophie. As someone who was fun. just listening, mm. what takeaways did you have? That you definitely wrote this. I, yes, I did. I definitely <laughs> did write it. I definitely did write it yesterday. Uh, the story <laughs> ramps up very rapidly in the last third of it, uh, out of nowhere, I, completely uh, unmotivated. You you had to throw in basketball references and Jaquise. I knew Jaquise's character was gonna die no matter what. Mm, yeah, no. That's First true. line, I was like, Jaquise is gonna die. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. I I was expecting it. Mm-hmm. And I want people to realize. I want people. I want everybody to realize that not one of us read this script before you just heard it. No, I literally. I mean, <laughs> we recorded at one thirty, and I sent it to Sophie at twelve forty-two. So no one yeah. had time to read it. Nobody barely had time, had time, to, time to print it. Barely had time to print it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I asked my friend she could print it, and then like five minutes later, I was like, "Damn, that shit is still printing." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was surprised. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, I'm always gonna commit. I'm always gonna commit. I wasn't gonna just yeah. write half assed. I wrote something that was cool. a very that was a very strong that was a very strong as episode one, a pilot, the series debut. Series debut. We'll see if the audience orders any more episodes. Hey, yeah, I mean, I feel like we at least got to get thirteen of the motherfuckers up in here. Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Can we add a? 13. Can we add a, a character in for Anderson? Yes, I'll no. add in the dog Anderson. Uh, I won't I... guarantee that it won't die a gruesome death. God, why? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe that's how. Like that. Yeah, that Jaquise. I'll open the episode with someone just finding its body, <laughs> and then it'll start a Law and Order theme song. I mean, listen, the blood of Anderson is what likely will bring me back. You know what? I like this idea. I like this idea. We can go somewhere with this. Hey, Sophie, you're getting what you want. Your dog will be a star in this Sophie, series. you asked for this. Sophie, and, and you asked to be a part of it. And as a hero, he brings back the yeah. pastor? So, Jaquise, what kind of characters do you want to see? Like, what kind of, yeah, we were talking about, like, plot lines. You want, like, tw- okay. to have a twin. What else are you hoping for in the future? 
Listen, at some point, we're going to need a mob boss in here. Yes, that's true. I also want to let everyone know that Sophie was very upset with that joke and disengaged and is now looking at her phone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say anything mean. Okay. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) But you're fired. <laughs> it was expected. Hey, listen. It was expected listen. because I didn't shake someone's hand. All right. Um, I won't explain. Okay. But uh, yeah, Jaquise, what uh, kind of plot lines are you expecting? I, I definitely want. I definitely want some church mob in here. I want some church mob in here. Okay. Mob, but listen, yeah. you, mm-hmm. here's here's something else that's that is you know very. I want this you know at the church too. There got to mm. be a church kidnapping. Yes. Yes. A church kidnapping, a town kidnapping. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I felt like uh, there was a some, police presence that was missing. There was a police presence that was missing. Like, where's there the police officer? Was. Who's the detective that's, like, trying to solve a mystery throughout? I could have mm-hmm. played that role. Yeah, you could have. You could I didn't, have. I, didn't, also ne- I haven't written you a role just yet, but you have a role coming. You have a role coming. I have a feeling uh, like my be... role is not, not the role of, of a hero. No, I mean, there no, are no, no there it are, is. hold on, there are no heroes in Sacred Hill Church. Everyone oh, yeah. has good, everyone has bad. Multiple people have mm-hmm. killed people. Multiple mm-hmm. people are cheating, you know. There's no good people. And it's, that's mm-hmm. a very, that's very, very much so a reflection of my own beliefs that there are no good or bad people. They're just people. But you They're killed people. the dog. Well, not yet. We didn't necessarily kill the dog. The dog is saving a life. And I think if we if the dog started dead, who's to say that we killed it? <laughs> if the dog <laughs> is, starts off dead. First of all, Anderson is a she. Oh, that's true. That is true, but not Anderson in the script. <laughs> we here's what, something else we need. We got Sacred Hill Church. That's mm-hmm. the church, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, that's the place where everything kind of pumps through. That's right. But we also need that one bar that in this big ass city, <laughs> mm-hmm. for whatever reason, mm-hmm. everybody goes to. I think everybody you're describing the show Cheers, Jaquees. I don't I don't wanna Step on your toes, <laughs> but I very much so think you're describing the show. Cheers. Yeah, listen, but no, no, not really, not really. But okay. at this bar too, everybody knows your name. You okay, know what I'm saying? And, again, and like everybody, I really think you're describing the bar from Cheers. Wait, I'll ask nah, you nah, this: nah. Is it outdoors or is it indoors? Oh, it's indoors. It's okay. indoors. Well, then you're not describing Abby's. You're describing Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Man, can we give it up one more time for Bayside, okay. Amon, Janitra, Priscilla? Yes, they killed it. Uh, they killed it. They killed it. That was fun. That was a fun cast we put together, guys. I fucking enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Culture Kings. Edgar, mm-hmm. kudos to you. Oh, thank Very you. fun episode. Kudos to you as well. Kudos to you as well. What, uh, you know, you can't, you can't do anything without the performers. I, I'll say that until the day I die. Actors are the most necessary thing for movies. I mean, I will say the writer is the most necessary. Oh, I know. I know, Jaquise, but I won't stop saying that until I die. I don't believe it, but I won't stop saying it. I truly believe that the crew is the most important part of a movie. I really believe that. I really believe that as well. I really believe that as well. I will only say that two more times until I die. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair because I'm an actor and it's all about me. Yeah. uh, No one doubts that, Jaquise. No one doubts it. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Culture Kings. This has been Culture Kings. Guys, we have so much beautiful merch. Like, I I have a hoodie right now that is the Martin logo hoodie. You're wearing the fuck out of that hoodie. I'm wearing because it's so comfortable. This is the thing. We can talk about how cool that fucking logo is, but Jesus Christ, is that shirt fucking comfortable. And I, I sleep in it. I shower in it. I uh, you shower in it. Uh, uh, DJ Daniel has uh, made a symbol of me masturbating in it, and he Ooh. is not wrong. But you guys can get your own hoodie that you can do so much in. If you go to tpublic.com/slash/culturekings. Mm-hmm. Now, did I say that correctly? Because I did receive some passive-aggressive text messages from people over at How Stuff Works about how I'm saying the promo things. So is it tpublics.com, tpublic.com slash culture kings? Sophie is checking. It is tpublic.com slash culture kings. Okay, good. That is correct. Good. You are correct. Thank you. You are right. And I made sure to personalize that ad and hit all the Mm. marks. uh, Mm. And uh, I think that should be it, right? Again, Sophie is upset and disengaged. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. We love Sophie anyway. (laughs) Uh, hey guys, we don't have any live shows to promote because we already did them, but 
Maybe we'll do another one. Maybe. Northern California. Northern California, Bay Area. Maybe we'll come to you. That mm. seems like the easiest, the next easiest step for us to do. Why not? But first, we got first we got to know y'all want us. So let us know. Mm-hmm. At Culture Kings Pod on Twitter. At Alphagram on Instagram. At Grimaud Plazier on Twitter. At Jaquise Neal on every single form of social media you can think of. Even Pornhub. Every single. If you look even on any Pornhub Porn video in the comments and you see at Jaquise Neal, that is in mm-hmm. fact Jaquise Neal. And he's always commenting, damn, that nigga's dick is bigger than mine. It is. Most of them are. (laughs) Uh, I'm also commenting on, ooh, look at that booty. I told y'all we don't need black women. Well, Uh, there we go. (laughs) There went our sponsors. Cut that. Cut that. There went. No, we're not cutting that. You said it. No, of course we're not. (laughs) Of course we're not cutting it. I mean, it's going to be cut. But (laughs) Uh, (laughs) we shouldn't cut it. I... I am joking. Maybe. Uh, I don't watch porn. Okay. I don't watch porn. All right. I'm 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 a Christian man. I'm a pastor, y'all. You're a pastor. I can't be watching porn. I think most pastors watch porn. All right. Uh, we need to get out of here. We've exhausted the studio. Everyone is tired. It is hot. Um, Jaquise, I, I, I do miss you. Uh, thank you. It's, it's only been about four or five days. He so. doesn't miss you a, yet, Edgar. That's yeah. what he just said. I know. He could have just easily said, I miss you, and we could have went out on that, but instead he decided to explain why I shouldn't miss him. No, no, no. I think you should miss me. I miss you, too. Oh, thank you. That's a lie. Thank you. No, it's not. No lie, no lie detected. I do miss. I miss all of you guys. Well, thank you, Jaquise. Especially, Especially, especially Anderson. I miss That's Anderson the most, fair. too. And I'll miss, I'll miss her a lot. Don't you? I will fight you so bad. <laughs> Guys, we like it. We love you. (laughs) Bye-bye.